0: Yoga Podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel, and it's Tactical Tip Tuesday, where I share a tip, tool, or dose of inspiration for your week. Before I get into this week's microcast, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Javier Guete. He's a former coworker, friend, and supporter of the show. He redesigned the logo and gave it a more polished look. He's so talented and creative, and we really appreciate his willingness to share his talents on the show. Just wanted to let you know too, that we're gonna take a few weeks off around the holidays. This is gonna be the last show of 2021. We're gonna come back in 2022 with some really great shows. A few weeks ago, we spent the day on location at Morgan Farms, a nonprofit organization located on 40 acres in Wellsville, Kansas. We spoke with several first responders out there and the founders of the organization, Jason Kleepak and his wife, Shannon. We also met horses and mules and I even got gently nudged and I may or may not have landed on my ass after being gently nudged. You have to stay tuned to find out. We got to experience the magic of this place and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. Okay, so let's get into today's Tactical Tip Tuesday. I'm calling it Own Your Experience. So I just finished a book called The Gap and the Gain. Recently it was suggested to me. Uh, as some reading in a two-year health coaching program that I've been enrolled in. So like the foam topping on a well-made latte, one of my favorite indulgences, by the way, this book was the finishing touch, the last missing piece that I needed to top off how I now frame my experiences. Since I launched the podcast in February, I have had several guests on the show who have bravely shared their stories and demonstrated the true meaning of vulnerability. Okay, so let's stop for a minute and dig into that word. When I hear a certain word a lot or tend to use it a lot in my vocabulary, I get curious about where it came from. Vulnerable originated in the 1600s in Latin and translates to wound, hurt, injure, or maim. Okay, so where does that leave us with today? I consider Brené Brown the vulnerability expert. She's researched and written on the topic at length. She describes vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. That unstable feeling that we get when we're operating out of our comfort zone. Brene tells us that it's okay to be vulnerable and it isn't weakness as the roots of the word imply, but it's courageous to be vulnerable. And I can work with that. I ask a lot of the guests who have been on the show who share their stories and open up about deeply personal struggles and challenges based on their experiences, all with the intention of helping others To be vulnerable, it isn't easy, and as as the research tells us, being vulnerable is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, and creativity—not words that you typically hear cops or other first responders say, right? But this willingness to step out of your comfort zone and be vulnerable doesn't just help others; it's where we grow. Or as some of my favorite peer support mentors say, it's where the magic happens. Renee is the bomb, and her work has really provided me perspective and courage to do things that are hard, but it's been a process. Today, I want to share something that I haven't really talked about publicly. It's my retirement story. I have had guests on the show talk about police identity, moral injury, and organizational betrayal. And while all those things are part of my retirement story, it's not the focus of what I want to share with you today. It's how I have come to transform my past and now view it as a goldmine, a lesson, something that has happened for me, not to me. Bear with me as I explain. When I retired in 2019, I was a hot friggin' mess. On paper, 2018 looked to be a highlight year in my career. I was Officer of the Year, National Crime Stoppers Coordinator of the Year, hitting my 20-year mark, time on my agency, I lived my dream of being a detective and worked in all the areas I wanted to, homicide, sex crimes, and gang crimes. I've always been extremely hardworking and very loyal, prone to speak my mind and provide my opinion, but always in a respectful manner, which was typically welcome in that environment and for the most part appreciated. I went through my career as some people would describe as flying under the radar. I did my job, didn't get in trouble, you know. The plan was to retire originally in 2023 with 25 years of police service. But as we all know, the best laid plans, blah, blah, blah. When I retired five years sooner than I had originally planned, I was 50 years old and felt like I barely crossed the finish line. The year and a half leading up to that magic combination at my agency of turning 50 and having 20 years of service couldn't come soon enough. I made it to a place where I could collect a pension and escape. And yes, I said escape, because that's how I felt. Before that, I loved my job and couldn't imagine working anywhere else in the world. So although it was my decision to retire, the whole thing still just blindsided me. The circumstances of my retirement can be summed up like this. Gaslighting, organizational betrayal, isolation, underappreciation, lack of support, and contempt. This characterization is based on my direct experience and opinion informed by what I have learned, researched, and lived. When I retired, I felt helpless and really a bit hopeless. Like, now what am I going to do? Something that I have heard from many others faced with retirement, whether it's their choice or not. Sage advice from a friend that I obviously didn't take is that you shouldn't retire to get away from something, but to move towards something. Well, I'm just glad that it worked out. The facts and circumstances surrounding my retirement haven't changed, but I have. And that's what I want to talk about. For the past several years, I have been on my own healing path. For years, I kept everything to myself. I didn't want to make waves or bring attention to myself, primarily because I was a woman in a man's world. I wanted to be respected for my work and not be labeled a troublemaker. Well, hindsight's 2020, and of course, I now realize the importance of not just standing up for yourself and others, but being mindful not to allow myself to fall victim at the same time, well, to the victim mindset. This is happening for me, not to me. I know, way easier said than done. The gem is in applying this in the moment, something that I really wish I would have known back then. My healing journey has consisted of a variety of things, which is why I preach the importance of providing a bandwidth of resources to first responders, because it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach. What works for me may not work for someone else. When I retired, I had to see a therapist because despite knowing that I was struggling, I couldn't do anything to control it. I taught this shit, but couldn't figure out why I couldn't make it stop. I was anxious, emotional, living in my stress response. Physically, my stomach issues were flared up and I needed help. I attended a week-long program at the Battle Within that provides first responders and veterans an opportunity to overcome what burdens them in a supportive environment. So what appealed to me the most is the holistic approach of peer support, yoga, outdoor activities, equine therapy, and behavioral support, and education. So after that, things slowly began to shift, but I, I still wasn't done with my healing journey, and I don't know that I ever will be. I started opening up more to my peers, continued my yoga and meditation practice, added in some other holistic lifestyle habits that have really been a game changer for me. I continued to dive into books, podcasts, sought out mentors, and experts on first responder wellness. And as I learned and integrated what worked, I was even more determined to deliver this information in whatever way I could to others. To add a whole other layer to my personal experience, after I retired, the poor treatment continued. And as a retiree who felt like I gave so much to my former agency, I couldn't help but feel betrayed and still viewed myself as a victim. In addition, my identity as a police detective was gone And I felt shame for this. I didn't understand then how common these experiences can be. And the shame and the embarrassment slowly began to dissipate. I continued to fly under the radar, focus on my new position, doing what I love, creating wellness programs for first responders. But the treatment persisted and escalated and I finally just had enough so your energy flows where your attention goes and my attention kept getting pulled back into the negativity spiral and i needed to take action i can honestly say my years of focusing on my mental and physical health learning being vulnerable and helping others is what gave me the strength to finally speak my truth and move on it took a minute but i realized that the only person that i was hurting by viewing my experiences in something that Dan Sullivan calls gap thinking, was myself and my family. My husband has been my biggest source of support and my kids are old enough to pick up on things. So this was impacting them as well. I owed it to them and to me. Whether you agree with this analysis or not, in the book, The Gap and the Game, the author says that trauma is a dysfunctional belief that causes chaos and confusion and the ongoing dysfunction impacts you present day. All these emotions and thoughts still affect you without you really understanding why. By viewing my past, and in this case, my retirement story, as a gain, I am helping myself to heal, feeling grateful for the lessons I learned, and I am more empowered and confident because of it. With every ending, there's a new beginning. Well, without my retirement story, I'd never be where I am today. The road was bumpy and really sucked at times, but I love the work that I do. I have the honor of getting to work with amazing people, providing service, and always learning about myself. I have transformed my past and reorganized it. Without it, I'm not sure I would have launched this podcast, something I dreamed of doing for years, or started my own yoga health coaching business, or built a yoga retreat. Putting myself out there, being vulnerable, it's not easy, but authenticity and no bullshit is where it's at for me from here on out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give it a share and maybe give us a review on our Podbean website. Thanks for tuning in.